I'm often asked about how I remember which gigs that I've played and where. And the truth is, for the most part, that I don't. Having played so many, and most of them have been great, but they're generally blurred into one big gig in my memory. But there are some that will truly stick in my head forever, be they good, bad, or just bizarre. I talked recently about playing at an outlaw bikey clubhouse, and given the content of that episode, I opted for leaving out anything to identify the gang or chapter in question. But today I'm going to discuss another encounter with a bikey gang, and in this recount I think it will be okay to name the gang. I was contacted by an agent one night to ask if I might be available to play at a funeral in a couple of days, but with some very specific requirements. The gentleman who had passed away had been a massive fan of instrumental guitar music, and so it had been requested that that might be played at his service. His son hoped to find someone who could not only play instrumental guitar, but also have a repertoire of obscure tunes that no one would know, as he didn't wish to be somewhere in the future, hear a familiar tune, that had been played at the service and then be reminded of his dad in the funeral. Music is one of those things that has the indelible power to take us to a specific time and place in our memories, be they good or bad. There are songs that take me back to being a 12 year old reading Iron Man and Phantom comics in my bedroom. Songs that remind me of my journeys through India, Nepal, the US, Thailand or in Outback Australia. There are songs that remind me of people. Imagine always reminds me of my beautiful aunt. Georgia on my mind, for my dearly loved uncle, who has sadly departed from us. And New York, New York now belongs to my dearly departed grandfather. So I understand the son's desire in requesting this. So the agent thought I'd be perfect for the job. I know some fairly obscure Celtic tunes from centuries ago. Lots of contemporary pieces by guitarists such as Billy McLaughlin that few people would have heard of and then my own compositions that generally people have no interest in. So all of that was fine. The last caveat was, by the way, they are hell's angels and it will be a bikey funeral. Will that be okay? Music to me represents many things. As I mentioned, it can transport us back in time to all sorts of memories, be they good, bad, funny, bizarre, painful or joyous. It can bring people together in a way that little else can. Music can bring forth so many emotions and be the source of so much happiness, laughter, dancing and sing-alongs. Music is also a powerful tool for social change, with many movements and social revolutions having music, and some musicians, at its core. And of course, music is a healer, offering incredible solace through challenging times. As a musician, I see the inherent value and power of music in all these things and more. And yes, it is a job much like any other in many ways. But I also think about these concepts when I'm asked to play at occasions such as weddings, baby dedications or special family celebrations. Some of the best gigs I have ever played have been in the backyards of families and friends who have come together to celebrate and enjoy one another. The love evident at those times is so beautiful and they, even though I've been an outsider simply playing there, it's been a privilege for me to contribute. Playing at a funeral, I find it a, to be a privilege to be part of such a significant occasion, even though I also find it incredibly challenging. After playing at some funerals, I've had to go home and lie down, as I've had massive headaches and felt utterly drained. 
you know, I've not actually known the person that has been farewelled. So I said yes to this. It was in late January. The funeral was to be held at the graveside and it was well inland. The forecast suggested a temperature of 46 degrees and as the funeral was scheduled for 2pm, I knew it was going to be a hot one. I arrived at 1.30 with my nylon string guitar and a battery powered amplifier. I've often been booked for all manner of outdoor gigs and people have told me to simply play louder, not realising that the acoustic guitar has a projected range of about two metres outdoors when playing with fingers. So the little amp helps to offset that. I saw the graveside and the workers, drove to that location and popped my gear onto the grass. It was so hot just getting out of the car. I then moved my car to a spot about 100 metres away and tried to find some shade under the branches of a massive gum tree. That really didn't do much to help. I tuned up, played a couple of things to get my fingers moving and waited. I expected that people would arrive 10 to 15 minutes before the service commenced. Those 10 to 15 minutes came and went. No sign of anyone. Another 10 minutes went by. Still no one. I moved directly behind the big gum tree to try and get some shade. Not just, for, not just for me, but also for my guitar, which felt incredibly hot by this stage. I'm not one who sweats a lot in general, but this day I did. My phone actually suggested it was 50 degrees at that location. So I stood and waited a bit more, and then a bit more again. By now my shirt was sticking to me. More time passed. I went and talked to some of the workers to double check I was in the right place. I certainly was. Some more time passed. Even though my guitar was lent up against the gum tree and out of direct sunlight, it was incredibly hot to touch. That's not really good for any instrument. And yet more time passed. Some people at this stage may have decided to pack up and leave. I felt I should stay. It had taken me about 90 minutes to get there and I had no idea what may have occurred to cause the delay. And then sometime around 3.30, a roar in the distance echoed through the hills. Around five minutes later, maybe a hundred bikies entered the graveyard. The lead bike pulled up next to the graveside, a Harley chopper with ridiculously high grips, and he dropped the clutch and dug the back wheel into the grass with dirt flying up everywhere. He kept going at this until most of the others had gotten off their bikes and walked to form a congregation around the grave. I was simply standing there playing something, anything, and one of the bikies nodded at me, which I assume was an indication to stop, and then he walked forth to speak. Now, I don't use these words in general language, so be warned, but I must quote what was said at the time for, I, for the story that I am telling. The bikey steadied himself in front of everyone, took a bit deep breath, lifted his eyes and stated, if Dad was alive today, he'd tell you all to fuck off because he thought you are all a pack of cunts. I appreciate the solemnity of the occasion, but I had to risk resist every effort to burst out laughing at that opening. He then asked a member of the God Squad to come forth and the minister from that group took the rest of the service, which went for maybe 10 minutes at most. The son walked over and shook my hand while the others all scrambled for their bikes. The guy on the chopper was back in position, digging up another hole whilst all the bikes took off in a flurry. And that was that. I had played for maybe two minutes, much of which was lost amidst the noise of a hundred Harleys coming and going. 
A few days later, I received a message of appreciation from the son via the agent, saying how much he appreciated what I had done for them. That's a very lovely thing to do and say. And I still get the giggles now thinking about how he started the address to the crowd. <laughs>